Okay, everybody. We're going to get started. Uh, we want to have plenty of time to get through our agenda as well as answer questions and then have some time uh, between this meeting and our service. So uh, I have a prayer here that uh, one of our vestry members, Nancy, shared with us yesterday. It's a prayer for a church meeting, and I thought we'd pray it because this is a church meeting. So let's pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, you have given us the Holy Spirit to abide with us forever. Bless, we pray, with his grace and presence, the clergy and the laity soon to be assembled here, assembled even now here in your name. That your church, being preserved in true faith and godly discipline, may fulfill all the mind of him who loved it and gave himself for it. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Okay, so you should have an agenda. If you don't, uh, we have a couple more copies over here you can grab. So real quick, we want to look back at 2019. I'll do that briefly. Then we're going to give a financial overview, which will be uh, Ellie McGarvey, Elspeth. We call her when she's officially operating in her vestry uh, tre uh, treasury. She's going to give a financial overview, answer one of your questions about that. Ben's going to cast some vision for 2020. Um, then we're going to talk a little bit about covenant partnerships and then just maybe share a bit of the calendar with you. So uh, just real quick, something that Ben and I are both bad at um, is actually giving thanks and appreciating and celebrating like what's happening. Um, we tend to be very forward-looking, uh, future-oriented uh, taking the next hill, then just traveled three days straight, got back at 8, eight o'clock last night. There's always the next thing to do. And uh, it's important for both of us, and we think it's important for our church, just to corporately acknowledge what God is doing among us and feel grateful for it. Actually appreciate it, behold it, and like um, just have space for that. So I want to name a few things here, and then... Um, I want to give space if there's anything on this list that we didn't name that you'd like to name. Maybe it's something personal or maybe it's something corporate, okay? So uh, the first thing is our partnership with Spirit of Joy. Many of you know the story. Mark Wilhelm is the senior pastor at Spirit of Joy, Lutheran pastor, and he went through a, a cohort with Ben and I for our, uh, through our gravity leadership, our bivocational gig, and loved it, and we were kind of out of places to meet in. We had met in a... Uh, uh, church, right, IHOP Church of Prayer, like a International House of Prayer room. We met at a food pantry. Uh, Josie Fassel was getting hurt. We had to get out of there. <laughs> and and that food pantry was killing us. <clears throat> you think our kids were loud in here? We were in a concrete room. It was loud. And. Uh, we just kind of approached Mark and said, hey, Mark, uh, you guys meet at, at 1030. What if, what if you moved your service either to 930 or 1115 and we took the other time? That just doesn't happen, really, in the suburbs or in anywhere, really. Uh, anywhere outside of a basement in China, perhaps. And so um, Mark went back to his elders. They said yes. They moved to 930. And then we got the 1115 slot here. And then they're exceedingly generous with their space. As you know, because we're sitting in this gathering room, and they, uh, although we compensate them for this, they are blessing us tremendously uh, with how much they charge us. So I just want to give thanks for Spirit of Joy. Um, amen. 
<laughs> you know, uh, take this as uh, charity, not coercion, but if you see Mark or anybody from there, and uh, if you've got joy in your heart, let it out. Let them know that you're thankful. Uh, second, we're, we've seen a lot of joy, uh, a lot of, well, we have seen joy. We've seen a lot of growth and multiplication in our church. Um, you know, some, uh, we, don't, we don't keep like, our metrics aren't necessarily how many people we pack in on a Sunday morning. But uh, we, in about October, like jumped attendance by 50 to 70%. Like just immediately. <coughs> we had been meeting for three years publicly and had, had like 40 to 60 people. And then the last three months it's been uh, 70 to 95. And it was just kind of overnight. And we haven't done anything different. You know, there's no, Ben's wearing the same cologne, so I'm not sure <laughs> what's going on, but um, I, I do, here's, here's what I sense in my spirit, like Ben and I have really tried to do faithful, small, unimportant things, like these other, these other growth and multiplication things I'm going to name, Think, uh, thinking that it would impact the number of people we could reach, and uh, I think we're seeing the fruit of that, so I want to give thanks for that. Uh, DNA groups um, and discipleship continue to uh, go forward. Uh, there, there is um, the North Side's taken a break the last six months for various reasons, but there are beautiful, wonderful things happening in Bates Hendricks right now, and Fountain Square area, and the number of leaders who are reproducing what they've been given in relational ways. A week doesn't go by. When unbidden, somebody tells me how important Bates Hendricks is to their life. The community there, the leaders there, the people who are investing them. Um, and I've got people who have years of ministry experience telling me that they're special people. So I want to give thanks for that. Amen. Uh, we, we nominated our first vestry this year. Uh, and maybe we can just take a moment to introduce them right now, because I know some of you weren't here when we introduced them, and some of the vestry people weren't here when we introduced them. So if you look on your second page, no, uh, sorry, back of the last page, there's a list here, and I'm just going to have you like raise your hand. Uh, Sean Tianhara is our senior warden. Uh, senior warden basically has every maxed out ability in the game, and he can, he has all the potions? No. He's... <laughs> I think that sometimes, like, Senior Warden sounds like a video game avatar. Uh, uh, he, he's basically the go-between between, between um, the rectors and the laity. So if something were to happen to Ben or I, um, Sean would f- step in and function as the de facto um, leader here, uh, kind of overseeing things. So Sean is our vestry, one of our vestry members. Nancy Nethercott is another vestry member. Um, Mallory Ruark. Ellie McGarvey, the aforementioned Ellie McGarvey. Uh, Josie Fasolt. My wife. So. (laughs) (laughs) So. There's a supplemental document of Josie's curriculum vitae that we'll hand out <laughs> that her husband has assembled for us. So Ellie's our treasurer. Some, some of the vestry members have official positions, and some um, are just serving as vestry, but Ellie's the treasurer. 
and she'll speak in a bit about our budget. Josie Fassel is the people's warden, which I just think of the people's champ. Like, <laughs> Sean's going to lead stuff, but everybody really loves Josie. <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't know what the people's warden even means. I, 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 I thought she was the, like the secretary, like the administrator of the vestry. And then when I looked down and saw this people's warden, I thought, I don't, I don't even know what that is. Do you know what that is? Basically, the secretary. Okay, the secretary. <laughs> but again, people's warden sounds sounds so great. Uh, and then Joel Rocky uh, is the ju- the junior warden. Junior warden. <laughs> and sexton emeritus. And he he's a sexton emeritus. He used to be a sexton uh, somewhere else. So that that's our vestry. We in, we nominated them this year. They're they're going to serve several years as our vestry members. Uh, I, I'm just, we've had, I don't know, a handful of meetings, three or four meetings, and um, I just, what, gosh, the health and the trust and the beauty of the people that God's called to be in the vestry here is rare. It's rare. And uh, we are blessed to have this group of people lead, helping lead uh, our church. So thankful. Um, we also have sort of made official some like staff things. We've been a lot of unofficial staff roles being done for the first several years of our church, but we're growing up. We're putting, you know, we're, we're getting out of our, uh, our nighttime wet diapers and we're putting on big boy pants to go to bed. And so I want to introduce our staff. <clears throat> um, I want to introduce our staff. Um, I've already mentioned Mallory. She's on the vestry, but she's, she also serves as administrator. She is our, uh, essentially um, our project manager for everything that goes on in the church. She's a godsend um, because Ben and I are not good at that, and she's wonderful at that. Uh, Ryan Donahoe, many of you know Ryan. He's our kids coordinator. Um, he not only schedules and coordinates calendars, but he's, he's also an amazing... Um, Shepherd of young. Gosh. Maybe. Ellie, you do this. I'll do the financials. <laughs> He's also uh, just an amazing shepherd of little kids. Um, gosh. So thankful for you and your family. Uh, Joel Rocky is our liturgical arts coordinator. Um, that means not only um, music, but also uh, art and other liturgical elements. Yeah, let's hear for the art. Whoop, whoop. Um, and then uh, Joe Crawford, who is with our children right now, I think. Is that right? Nope, he's right there. Uh, Joel and Marissa, his wife, who is with the children. John. We have more than one. Yeah. John, John Crawford, I need, I need, I apparently need something more in this coffee. John Crawford and his, uh, his wife, Marissa, are church planters and residents. They're, um, the, the story is they, they moved into Bates Hendricks to plant a church, began orbiting next to the, the Ruarks, then began orbiting closer to Ben and I. And it was one of those things where, this is the same thing that happened with the Ruarks where they decided we could do our own thing, but why don't we join up and be a part of the table and let what we're doing uh, populate and seed the table and let the table give, give gravity and energy to what we're doing. 
And so this has been a process of discernment for John and Marissa over the last 18 months, maybe. And it's just been a beautiful uh, walking into a partnership. So um, John uh, actually is bivocational. He's got a gig with a, like a national ministry. And they told him, hey, you've got to create a job description for, we need you to work 20 hours a week somewhere else. And he was like, hey, can I work 20 hours a week for the church? We're like, we can't pay you. He was like, that's fine. And we were like, yes. So, so John slash John and Marissa coordinates a lot of Sunday morning stuff. So if you work with the Altar Guild or if you do anything with Sunday morning things, John is a part of that. Then there's two names that we didn't put on here because there's no official title. Um, and we, Ben and I didn't have time to have this conversation before. <coughs> But uh, Deb Sternke and Sharon Tebby um, have, uh, are, meet with us every week on staff calls and contribute a great deal to what we're doing. Uh, Sharon has been the treasurer and the bookkeeper for a long time, and we're discerning how to transition some of that work to Ellie, and then what, what do we need to pay somebody to do. Um, and then uh, De- Deb is um, whew, Deb is the... Uh, I've been telling her for four years she's the pastor, and... Um, and I would have put that on here if she would have let me. Uh, but she's a, a indispensable to our church. And so um, they're not on here because I didn't want you to email them because uh, I didn't know what to put next to their names. Like, if you need a prophetic word, go to Deb. And if, if you're in the black, go to Sharon. <laughs> so that's, I, I'm just thankful for the, the group of people God's brought together here. Um, and I want to give thanks for that. It's part of the growth and multiplication of our church. We had three baptisms this year, seven confirmations and receptions. That's something to celebrate. Um, earlier this year, Spencer, who's also with our kids, was ordained to the diaconate. Um, some people are ordained to the diaconate, and they are a vocational deacon, means they're just gonna they're gonna be a deacon. And deacons are commissioned with uh, caring for the poor, the sick. Um, and also doing um, service of the word during our, our liturgy. Uh, De- uh, Spencer, though, is, going, is in transitional deaconhood, which means he's scheduled to, plans to become a priest, ordained to the priesthood this year. And we have uh, five other people, or five people total, I guess, in ordination discernment. Um, so right now, uh, Nancy is in ordination discernment, um, and Joel Rocky is in ordination discernment. John Crawford, also known as Joel Crawford, <laughs> is in ordination discernment. Uh, Andrea Reinhardt, Andrea, Andrea Reinhardt is in ordination discernment, and um, and then obviously Spencer, and then there's a number of others of you, and you know who you are, that we're ta- <laughs> that we're talking to about what ordination could look like. Um, and so I. I I, I don't know, I mean, a church that probably has 75 people on a Sunday, I don't, know how, I don't know how we got this many people who want to be ordained. I think it's a testimony to what God's doing, and we want, and we want to celebrate it. Um, and then uh, a beautiful thing, I'm going to lose it again. A beautiful thing that God's done is our relationship with the Anglican Immigrant Initiative that has enabled us to take convictions and cries of our heart and put our homes and our bodies where our hearts are. And that has directly impacted our community with the presence of Shafiq and Wilson in our midst and uh, puts us in touch with others who we are actively praying for and discerning, like Celestine and others, so that we can uh, 
work for, uh, work for justice as an expression of God's love for the world. So I want to celebrate that. Anything I didn't mention that you would like to name? Or anything I did mention that you have questions about? There were babies, lots of babies, yes. And some, and some on the way. Just one, though, right? One in there? Yeah, Kirsten. Kirsten is still deciding how she feels about it. Yeah, Nancy. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce is a, a, a man of liturgical writing. And you, you've written a lot of things that we've used in worship and in prayer, and you share them with us. It's been deeply, deeply blessed. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, Isaiah. I know there's lots of people who serve in lots of ways, but I feel like Krista is always behind the scenes doing something. Amen. <laughs> like, she's the one who always like, puts the sign out. I'm telling you. If there's something that's just like needs to be done, I feel like Krista's like, I appreciate that. When the Donahoes are out of town on a Sunday, you nearly fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just supposed to cancel the church. <laughs> yeah, Krista. Yes, Larry. Um, I just want to say thank you to you and all the leaders of this church. I, I'm really in here, and um, I, I'm just so grateful. I, I had a little uh, a nightmare recurring for years that um, there was a table in front of me, a literal table, a banquet table, with all the good things on it that God has for me and for all of his people. And I come into the movie Dream as a starving, thirsty, um, you know, desert <laughs> crawler, and I'm like, I see this table, I'm like, oh my god, everything I've ever wanted, and I, I reach, because I know it's for me, and I reach, and I'm so loose. <laughs> so, and this dream has been going on for years, and the reflection of some physical stuff in my own life. So, um, I stumble out of this place. And uh, I haven't had that nightmare since then. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God, uh, it was a painful nightmare, but it created this longing yeah. um, in me for whatever it is you people, we people. Now, I keep saying this, but now I say we, um, even though I'm new. But so far, like, most of the things God wants to give to me are here available at this table. And I don't have to crawl anymore. Um, there, there's some good people that can see what I need sometimes, and they actually come to me. And I, I've been the caregiver for 45 years, all right? And it's not easy for me to be in the 
as I have been since I've come here as I continue to be. But that's what's happening. I mean, people, I'm, I try to be honest, but why do people care? You know? And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm not the only one that cares. And you demonstrate it. And it's not phony. You know, I've visited churches and they love bombing you. Yes, Jim.
now. Yeah, Shafiq. Oh, thank you very much. I'm Shafiq. Um, I, I would just love to extend my sincere gratitude to, uh, to the table community, the church leaders, and the entire congregation for really helping us and welcoming us. Me and Wilson so far. Really, thank you very much. You've done a lot for us. We are. We shall forever be grateful. And those of you who have even gone an extra mile of welcoming this alien into your homes, really, we shall be forever grateful. Thank you very much. Okay, well, if I don't keep us moving, uh, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, for the moment, you've all been waiting for it. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Elspeth McGarvey! <laughs> all right, budget time. <laughs> turn to page two. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is our budget. This is something we put together as a group. Um, I think we can just get started, you know, walk through the expenses. <laughs> uh, this feels so unimportant now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll just go down the list. I guess it's worth pointing out that um, I think we're pretty certain that we don't have church plant funding from our diocese anymore, from Church for the Sake of Others, C4SOs or diocese. So that's like something that happened this year and our expenses I think mostly stayed the same. The difference is that we don't have that revenue from them this year. Um, okay, so for the expenses, we have counseling and pastoral care here. Um, the C4SO contribution, that's again our diocese, they have a 5-5 vision. So 5% of church revenues go to the diocese and 5% go to local mission. So below that, you can see local mission there. It's 5% of revenues. Um, and so far, we've been saving this for church planting. We've been saving that up. Um, we have a little bit allocated to childcare at this point. Um, and conferences and training are there. So Matt and Ben and other staff can learn and grow and meet with others within our diocese, which is national. So they're all over the place. Um, and then the rest of these are kind of just operational expenses that let us exist and meet together for worship, like printing and supplies, office supplies, uniforms, shipping, accounting fees, advertising, um, payroll, and then our rent um, to meet here at Spirit of Joy is down there. Um, on the revenue side, we have a bit coming from outside support, but most of our revenue comes from local giving pledges. Um, and at the end of 2019, we had a pledge campaign where we asked families to talk together and pray about what they felt they could give for 2020. Um, we had 26 families pledged this year, which was seven more families than last year. Um, and we're just, yeah, we're really grateful for everybody's generosity this year. Um, and for everybody just like taking the time to consider this and pray about it and think really hard. Um, so thanks everybody. <laughs> we appreciate it, we're really encouraged. It's all good news. Um, we also asked if people would consider joining a ministry to serve and help with our worship service. We had people volunteer to help with the kids and <coughs> sound in our new altar guild. Um, so yeah, we're really thankful for everyone's help and just like everybody participating in the like pledge last year. It was great. Um, you can see there at the end our net revenue 
our expenses outpace our revenues by around $15,000. Um, and this year we see this as a working budget. We'll be paying, praying throughout the year and trusting that God will provide for us. And I think as a vestry, we're just like really hopeful um, and encouraged by everything happening last year that made Matt cry. Um, <laughs> obviously great. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're feeling encouraged and hopeful. <laughs> Um, speaking of Matt crying, <laughs> we also <laughs> have all of these individuals serving um, and helping us out that are currently not paid, and so that's something we're, we're really hoping um, soon that we can offer stipends to these people to kind of honor their time and commitment and talents and um, efforts and all of that. So at this point, we think that like ten to thousand, ten, $10 to $12,000 should cover what we're hoping to cover for these stipends. So <coughs> submitting these needs and hopes to all of you and to God and something we'll be praying about this year as a vestry. Um, I also want to mention our benevolence fund. We set that up, this is new for us at the end of last year, um, as a way for community members to support the families supporting <laughs> refugees and immigrants. Um, and it's not listed on the budget, it's kind of a like closed loop. So funds go in there and funds go out that's like already allocated um, to that fund. So at this point, it's primarily a fund for these host families, um, but we see, I mean, it's, it's an evolving fund over time. This is new for us, so if a need is presented, um, it's something we can talk about. We would certainly consider opening up the fund for that. Um, finally, we're almost done. <laughs> Just wanna mention online giving. Um, if you're not already aware, you can give online uh, as well as an offering. And when you go on there, you have the choice to make your gift a recurring monthly donation. Um, and we definitely encourage people to do this. It helps us plan for month to month, helps us know what to expect for the year. So that's really helpful. Um, you can also select on there to donate to the Benevolence Fund um, if you're interested. And it's not too late. People are always welcome to join a ministry at any time. So if you'd like to help with the kids, for example, just throwing that one out there. Um, <laughs> definitely talk to one of us. Uh, we would be so happy to hear from you. So I think that's all I have, unless anybody has anything else. I just want to say, if anybody has specific questions uh, about the budget, um, you're free to approach Matt or I or Ellie uh, afterwards, and you know we can give you more details yeah. uh, on some of that stuff. Um, does that sound good? Mm-hmm. All right. My only question was um, the top part of the 2019 budget. Is that actuals as well, or is that just the actuals? That's. I believe those are actuals. Uh, yes, I think that's actuals. These are actuals. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. All right, guys, home stretch. Uh, We just want to talk a little bit about 2020, the future, uh, some of our ongoing vision. Um, And uh, that involves uh, continued multiplication and leadership development. Um, One of the ways that I think about uh, what we're doing in DNA groups is that if you think about our our church as kind of a a body and uh, the when people come into our church, they're kind of part of the soft tissue uh, of the body, where they're sort of affected by the culture of what we have here. What I think we do in DNA groups is that we uh, infect that culture into somebody so that they become a generator of that culture. Does that make sense? So a couple different metaphors. You can be affected by a culture and enjoy being around it, but then there's another thing when you become sort of a uh, propagator of the virus yourself. 
So a lot of what happens during flu season, this is a great uh, analogy. Um, so uh, in DNA groups, uh, we're really hopeful. We're starting uh, two or three or four, maybe. I don't like. There's a lot of interest, and we're trying to figure out schedules uh, and when people can meet and that kind of thing. So we're starting a number of those now, uh, and I'm really excited about that. I see that as uh, kind of the engine of our ongoing ability to. Uh, expand the culture of hospitality, the culture of uh, being connected to Jesus uh, that we have here at the table. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm really excited about um, uh, ordination and uh, you know the, the people who are in the ordination pipeline, those who are in the, the staff. Um, we want to be able to fund the support staff. Ellie mentioned that. Um, so you can ask more questions about that. I, I think that that'll just help us to continue to honor those who are giving of their time uh, and also uh, kind of provide a platform for us to continue to grow uh, and expand uh, what we have here. Um, one, one thing that we uh, are thinking about for 2020 is something called covenant partnership or membership, um, which uh, I'm not sure the name we want to use yet. We're still debating that behind the scenes um, uh, just because membership has certain connotations that aren't so good. I like the word membership just because it, uh, I think of the body of Christ and that kind of thing. So, so um, just a couple things about what we're thinking about. Uh, membership at the table is not going to be, a lot of times we bring this up and people are like, oh, I thought we were already members. And basically by, by default you are. You know what I mean? You're here. You care about this place. You know, we consider you <coughs> part of uh, our body, obviously. Um, but uh, Membership is a little different from what most people might think of. Membership is not becoming a Christian, of course. Um, if that's baptism. Uh, membership is not also becoming an Anglican. That's confirmation. So if you want to become an Anglican, be, get confirmed. Uh, if you want to get, become a Christian, anybody in the room? Altar call? Um, then get baptized. Um, so baptism and confirmation. But membership is more like we as a local parish want to live a rule of life together. Um, and if you're not familiar with that term, a rule of life just means a set of commitments that we make to God and to one another to say, this is how we're going to be together as a family. We're going to make that explicit and we're going to make these commitments together and um, at, for the sake of discipleship and for the sake of mission uh, in, in, our, in our local community. So uh, we're going to be talking about that as a vestry. Um, we're going to be talking about that as a staff and, and trying to roll that out. Uh, this year at some point. And so there will be an opportunity um, sometime later this year. I'm not sure exactly when. It might not be till November. Uh, All Saints Day is kind of a traditional day to do this. Um, but, uh, but just look for that. Um, and if you have any questions about that, uh, please feel free to let us know. Um, but we're going to be discerning that, and there'll be an opportunity to kind of join as a member. Um, and again, it's there's other, there's other parts about that, that you'll, you'll be eligible for vestry. We want to make sure that our vestry members are people who have this commitment, you know, to kind of live out this rule of life uh, locally together. The difference between confirmation and membership is confirmation is becoming an Anglican Christian. It's saying, like, I want to, I want to join with this big thing, you know, that's global, it's worldwide, it's a way of being a Christian that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join up with, and it involves the bishop, obviously. So there's a connection there with the bishop to the big global thing called Anglicanism. Membership is about the table, and it's about the rule of life that we've discerned that we want to live together here locally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you have to be confirmed before you uh, are a member? No. Uh, 
Yeah, at least at this point, I don't think so. So I think, I think those will probably be two different things that you can discern separately. Um, but you know, as you discern them, we might ask, if you, want to be, if you want to be a member here, why not be an Anglican? Because that's kind of part of what it means. You know what I mean? So that'll, if that's, if that's an issue for anybody, it might be a kairos to process, as we say. Um, good. Yeah, so any other saying, questions? You're saying it's a la carte, uh -huh. but come November, you might get a boga. <laughs> you buy one and get one. You know, oh, you yeah, get yeah. confirmed in membership. Right. Yeah, yeah. You might be, you might say, I'm interested in becoming a member, and then yeah, you might, you might get confirmed. If the if we have a bishop around, we might just say, hey, just get confirmed. Yeah. Go for it. Yes. Good. Yes. Any other questions, guys, about membership or covenant partnership? No. Okay. Um, and another thing, uh, just about. Uh, uh, 2020 that we want to continue to hold before you is uh, discerning local mission. That's the final thing. Um, and what we mean by that, the, the table is, uh, we draw, we didn't draw it up this way, but we draw all the way, people come from Greenwood. Andrea, yeah. uh, Matt and I live in Fishers. It's kind of where we originally thought. And a lot of people come from Fishers. And then there's folks from Broad Ripple. There's folks from Bay Hendricks and Fountain Square. and Carmel, the West Side. Carmel, West Side. So we draw from Side. all over the city. And again, we didn't draw it up that way, but one of the liabilities of drawing from all over the city is that it's difficult to discern local mission. So we, you know, if we're going to center it around this building, well, gosh, that's a 20-minute drive you know, for some people and a 30-minute drive for others. And how does that work if you don't live and work kind of in this community? So yeah, yeah. Right. One solution, everybody moved to Broad Ripple, right? So, uh, so we want to continue to discern. So at, as, a, as a big community in the Indianapolis area, the table is we meet for worship here, and we, and we try to um, – there's a, there's a relationship between what we do in worship and what we do in mission. Um, both are vital, and they, they interact with one another. Um, but the mission is probably going to need to be uh, locally discerned. So Fishers needs to be discerned, and Broad Ripple needs to be discerned, and Bates Hendricks needs to be discerned, and the South Side needs to be discerned. Um, and so uh, I just want to hold that before you guys to just say, like, we're going to continue to cultivate communities on mission in these four spaces. And it's, part of, it's been part of our vision for, for since, the, since day one to not just have one church that gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So it's like, well, we grew, outgrew this building, and now we need a bigger building. Where are we going to go? Let's just find a location that, where the rent works, and we'll get bigger, and then we'll get bigger, and then we'll go bigger. Our vision has always been to multiply. Um, so that the community in Bates Hendricks, for example, perhaps could turn into a worshiping congregation at some point that is in relationship with a worshiping congregation, for example, that meets in this building and a community that meets here. And, that, and we can continue to multiply. So as the Lord brings growth, as the Lord brings those things to us, we want not just to sort of assume we should be able to get everybody into the same room at the same time together. We want to discern what is, what is the Holy Spirit leading us into in terms of how to resource and fund local mission. Um, and again, because our, our vision is to encounter and to embody and to extend the presence of Jesus um, through the body of Christ. And so uh, we want to be continuing to discern that. So I just, I would invite you uh, to, you know, be in that, be in those conversations with us um, and be thinking about where, where is it that you live um, and how do we relate not just to the big family that is the table, kind of all over the city, but how do we relate locally to those who are living within a few miles of us? Um, and how do we discern what mission looks like in each of those spaces? So just want to hold that before you. I think those are some of the ideas that Matt and I have for 
where God seems to be taking us. Um, we really believe strongly that God's going to not just speak to Matt and I about these things, but that we discern these things together. So if you have an idea, if you have a kairos, I mean, a lot of our, a lot of our, a lot of the stuff we've done in mission and in worship, it's our whole body, has come kind of from the body. And it's been discerned together as people have ideas. So don't dismiss your own ideas. Also, don't get too attached to them because it could change as, uh, as things are discerned together. We bring those things to one another, trusting that God is present in our midst, that he's actively working in our midst to lead us into life. And we trust that God cares about this stuff more than we do. And so that's why we don't need to get attached to those ideas, and that's why we don't need to dismiss them either. Uh, we trust that God's present and he's working in the midst of every kairos we have, um, good, bad, and ugly. Okay? All right, friends. <laughs> do we need to say anything else? About vision, about mission. You got anything else, Matt? I've always got things to say. Yeah. I'm curious if there's any questions. Questions? About where we're headed this year? Okay. All right, friends. I, I might have something to say, though. Okay, well, oh, sorry. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> um, one of the things that... Uh, <coughs> I, I forget I need to say things about this just because it's part. It's so part of core and central to what we do. But uh, but the leadership structure at the table is fairly unique. So Ben and I co-pastor. We co-rector. Um, I don't work for Ben. He doesn't work for me. We both kind of work for our bishop, but he's awesome. So that's great. <laughs> um, and the vision of that is that there's a, there's a mutuality and a, um, a mutual submission happening in the center of who we are that we want then to um, infiltrate all relationships with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And so um, out of reverence for Christ, we submit to one another. And in 2020, uh, that could be the, the, like who's at the center sort of setting the temperature and um, leading that, it could expand. So we're going to have four or five people ordained in the next year or two. And um, in 2020, there may be more people who are a part of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to say, like, the vision is there's no cap on the number of pastors here. We'll have as many pastors as we need or as God wants. And I, Ben and I both see our authority, whatever authority we have, either from the Lord sort of abstractly or just relationally with you, is not to consolidate and leverage. It's to um, invest. Yeah. Like, I see Jesus giving the spirit to people who doubt on a mountaintop. Um, and I, I think Jesus wants to give his authority to anyone who can possibly bear it. For their good and for the good of others. And that's how we want to kind of be here. That's an aspirational intention here. And the way that we live into that is our leadership structure. Uh, So I know it's different than a lot of churches. um, And I don't want it to be confusing. Like, I've had some people give me feedback, like, well, I got a problem. Who do I go to? Uh, Ben and I are really committed to not triangulating. And if you got a problem with Ben and you come to me, I'm not going to listen to you. So, like, there's just really, like, we try to set really healthy boundaries around that. Yeah, I'm disappointing you now. Um, Let's be honest. If you've got a problem with me, Ben's probably not going to listen to you. Um, 
Right. But I just, I guess I was going to say that's that's a leadership structure, and it's it's not it's not fixed. It could expand in the coming year. Yes. So just wait another year. Is what you're yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jen. Yeah. I'm sure you'll communicate and you feel called to that role. You mean within ACNA? Yeah. Yeah. The larger leadership role? Or? Yes. Not currently being called. No, not. No, not that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so let's say, again, let's say, like, I mean, there's, there's practices that Ben and I have that are, that we, again, try to reproduce and give away through DNA groups, but if I have a, if I have a kairos of, like, um, again, let's not get ourselves, let's say Ben gets called to be a bishop somewhere, and uh, it's a kairos for him that he submits and discerns it with the community, mm-hmm. like, Whatever, like, you know, I, we don't stand apart from the church and say, well, God's coming to the Gentiles, so you've got to get on board or get behind us. No, you go to Jerusalem, and you tell stories, you pray, you discern, right? And then you, you decide as a church what God's doing, and you confirm it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, Ben and I have no desire to go anywhere, but if we did, it would just be a kairos that we would name and submit to the church, and trust that if God is up to something here, that he's not just going to tell me, that I can, I can trust Ben, because I trust that Ben is less concerned with preserving this project he's doing, and more concerned with being involved in what God's doing, Yeah, and I think he trusts the same with me. Amen. Yeah, good question. Um, Friends, we need to uh, probably head in. I know uh, I'm leading music today, so i got to get uh, my guitar yes. plugged in. All I got to think. Uh, I did want to say the 2020 calendar, I forgot to mention this, but take a look at those dates. They're mostly just liturgical dates, uh, important times for us as a community to celebrate together. And so I would encourage you to think, think about this as you're planning uh, different aspects. Of maybe there's a trip you can take and you have a, you have a choice of multiple weekends. Maybe try not to make it during Holy Week so that we can gather. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm trying to get, put these dates out there for you so that you can participate as fully as possible in the life of our church. Um, I want to say two things we didn't put on here that I would like to do that I want to just call you into. If you're interested in, in, in these things, I, I think if there's enough interest, then we can maybe discern how we can do these things. The first thing is an Easter vigil. I wanted to do this for a few years. An Easter vigil is a meeting on Saturday night before... Sunday morning Easter worship, and um, it's it doesn't have to be doesn't have to go till midnight or anything like that. But it's five a.m. Yeah, yeah, we can end at five a.m. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's not a child friendly service, but there's a lot of scripture. Kind of salvation history is read, and we sort of await the coming. And as soon as uh, as soon as darkness comes, there's a light lit, and sort of it's like a pre-Easter celebration that we can do together. So I'd really love to do that, but it takes a lot to pull it off, and so we need a lot of investment from people. So if you're interested in that, please come talk to me. The second thing is October 4th every year is the Feast of St. Francis, and a, uh, a, a sister church of ours uh, every year on the Feast of St. Francis, it happens to be on a Sunday this year, they do a blessing of the animals, kind of as a community outreach. Um, and so I, I would love to see, I don't know if it's here on the church grounds or what, what, where we do it, but I would love to do a blessing of the animals kind of as a, we advertise it in the community and we say, bring your pets 
and uh, you can get a blessing. A priest will bless your pet. Um, that kind of thing. Oh, you have chickens. Yeah, we can bless your chickens. All right. So. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we're happy to bless Iggy, but I would not pray the animal blessing over Iggy just to just to be safe. So, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, friends. Can I can I pray for us? Please come talk to me if you have if you have interest in either one of those things. Can I suggest something? Yes, please. Have you come in the middle. We'll get around you guys. Oh wow. Your wives and bless you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>